0: Support for this program is provided by Chevron. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. As you probably have heard by now, Democratic Senator Joe Manchin is trying to put together an energy and climate package that could get support from Democrats and Republicans in the Senate. To do that, the West Virginia centrist is hosting something we're going to call Manchin's meet-and-greets. The latest Manchin meet-and-greet took place on Monday night, with seven Democrats and four Republicans. These meetings are intriguing, since Democrats hope to pass transformative energy and climate legislation before the midterm season arrives, and since Manchin is the key Democratic vote in the Senate. So today, I talk with Politico's Kelsey Tamburino, who staked out Monday's meeting with we chat about our takeaways, what mansion's meet and greets mean for democrats, and as reporters, what are we curious about moving forward. It's Wednesday, May 4th. So Kelsey, we both covered this bipartisan energy meeting on Monday. This was the meeting convened by Senator Joe Manchin, energy committee chairman, and some like-minded friends. So yeah, I mean, my big takeaway of this meeting was that there are are a lot of ideas and people are seeing this moment of the need to address climate change and kind of energy security concerns raised by Russia's invasion of Ukraine as an opportunity to put forth a, a lot of ideas But I'm not really seeing any signs that it would transform into coherent legislation anytime soon that Democrats and Republicans can agree to, especially in an election year and when there's this other path of of reconciliation that Democrats are doing on their own. So what what was your big takeaway?
1: Yeah, I mean... I would definitely agree with that. I think we didn't see any consensus really forming that would solidify a potential path forward on a bipartisan deal. We saw areas that Republican lawmakers brought up as kind of areas that we've already seen as some of their pet projects, which is interesting. And, you know, Senator Manchin didn't shoot any of these ideas down, so that there was a lot of conversation. But I think the other part of this that's my takeaway is that, you know, we're still seeing these talks happen. There's presumably going to be another meeting this week. We saw more Republicans attend and Democrats than we saw in the previous meeting. So I think that's an interesting sign that we're still making progress on these meetings going forward. But yeah, I would agree that we still just don't really have any consensus on what lawmakers are going to agree to here.
0: Yeah. And just real quick, just I mean, some of the ideas we heard come up, right, are a carbon border adjustment, NEPA reform. We saw clean energy incentives, but very vague, a lot of ideas. Obviously, the climate activist community is very concerned that these discussions that are bipartisan, that, you know, be a long shot, that they could divert attention away from a potential reconciliation package where Manchin is the vote that, you know, everyone's waiting on and that they hope to pass this by the midterms, that this could kind of trip that up. Do you think that that's what's happening here or which is unclear?
1: I think it's unclear at this point, but I will say that we've seen, as you noted, environmental advocates raise that point, but we've also seen senators like Bernie Sanders told our colleagues, Burgess, Anthony, and Marianne, that he's worried that something like this will not be significant, and it'll allow lawmakers to say that they've dealt with climate without really tackling the crisis the way that advocates and a lot of Democrats deem appropriate to the level that they need to at this point. So I think... It remains to be seen. But I think that it's a valid concern that we're seeing from advocates and senators that this is going to suck up some oxygen when they need to really be moving forward on the reconciliation path.
0: Yeah, I think that's right. I'll, I'll just add, I thought we did get an interesting comment from Representative Ro Khanna, who is a progressive from California. He's the only House member in these bipartisan talks. And he's yeah you know, he was somewhat dismissive of, of kind of the concern around worrying that we would be dragging out reconciliation by focusing on a bipartisan path. And again, I mean, this is Mansion show here, right? So it's like if you're a Democrat, you don't want to just dismiss the thing out of hand because he's the vote that you need. So, yeah, we'll see how long they'll let this drag on. And that kind of brings to this last point. I mean, what's your big question for whenever Mansion's next, you know, big meeting is? So we are expecting another meeting Wednesday night. You know, what what would you ask people attending this one?
1: So, you know, my question would be, what is the timeline for these bipartisan talks? Because at a certain point, like we were saying, it could squash any hope of passing the reconciliation package, which then just, you know, underscores a lot of problems that the industry is already seeing. And so this is something that Manchin was asked about on Monday and didn't really have an answer specifically of what the timeline laying out on these bipartisan talks is, at what point they're going to, you know, cut their losses and move forward or, you know, what that pathway really is. Senator Bill Cassidy was asked, you know, about the meeting on Monday, and he said it's so hard to say at this point what's going to be agreed upon and, you know, when we could see a bill pass. It's so early on that it's hard to say, and I think that's a question that lawmakers are going to need to answer themselves about, just the timeline here. I will also note that Senator Manchin on Monday made the point that passing some sort of bipartisan agreement is going to be harder to do than the bipartisan infrastructure law that lawmakers passed last year, he cited, you know, the need to look at critical minerals and things like that to see the role they'll play. But that is an interesting point considering the condensed timeline we hear. And he's already conceding that this is going to be more difficult than the bipartisan effort that had already passed the Senate.
0: Also, senators on the Energy and Natural Resources Committee are deadlocked when it comes to advancing the nominee to lead the Office of Electricity at the Energy Department. On Tuesday, the committee voted 10 to 10 along party lines to advance Maria Robinson. Republicans expressed concerns over her support of renewable energy, which they argued came at the expense of traditional energy resources. Robinson was nominated for the position back in September, and her office will play a significant role in modernizing the nation's electric grid and upgrading transmission systems. The deadlock means that in order for Robinson to be confirmed, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer will have to initiate a discharge petition before bringing Robinson to a full vote, a move that would take up valuable time in the chamber. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Did you know that Chevron supports the ambitions of the Paris Agreement? In fact, they've even tied their executives' compensation to lowering the carbon emissions intensity of their operations. Because it's only human to help power a brighter future. Learn more at chevron.com lowercarbon.